We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in this Wednesday edition, Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready. He's in the Clark Ford studio this morning. Ole Miss, Mississippi State tonight, 8 o'clock from Humphrey Coliseum. The Rebels. Not a must-win, but metrically, they kind of need one of these. We're going to look at some of that stuff today going into the game tonight between the Rebels and the Bulldogs after I had uh, anointed uh, UConn as the best team of all time. They got obliterated by Creighton last night there uh, there in Omaha. We'll discuss that. Look at the SEC games where uh, definitely neither favorite covered, including uh, Texas A&M losing outright to the Razorbacks to uh, get swept in that, uh, in that series and much more. The home opener for baseball, 4 o'clock today against uh, Arkansas State. Mason Morris, the uh, sophomore from Tupelo, on the hill for the uh, the Rebels. So all that more coming up on the show. Show brought to you every day by the Oxford Exxon, Highway 6 West. What is, what's his... Yes. What's his grade uh, on the on the the preseason scouting report we were talking about? What was what was Morris's score uh, on major league? One hundred and forty seven on a twenty to eighty scale, somewhere in there. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> Sandy Koufax, Mason Morris, and yeah, on, and on down. Yeah. Not a slight to Mason Morris; it's the entire roster and all of college. <laughs> Not about Mason specifically. There. More on that I probably thought. next week because my my. It, my irritation level is rising, so we're we're going to hit a point where it is a public conversation. But you are, what you are watching right now or listening to right now is me poking the bear just with a yeah. stick. I have a I have a safe distance. I know that I'm safe, and so I'm just poking. Yes, there's there there there, there is a there's a, there's truth to that. So, <laughs> uh, yes, Creighton does play. Uh, Creighton does play games in TD Ameritrade or Charles Schwab Field or wherever we're calling that place now. Um. Their their old stadium is a really 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 big dump. Uh, there uh, in 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 Omaha, uh, cross cross town. But yes, they do play games at Charles Schwab. Um. Anyway, I don't know what I was talking about. Neil's got me all flustered and shook and triggered now. Whatever word you want to put to the uh, to the situation. But anyway, Macomb new superstore, I fifty five, all over North Mississippi. Plenty of Blue Sky locations. Let them help you out again. The Beer Cave. 
here locally in Oxford, lunch specials, and much more. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Fords in Avery, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for our buddy Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done. What I uh, recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900. Again, that's the number. Corey and the people at Clark Ford, they want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. People ask what that means. Make the call. You'll start to find out. 662-257-1900. Guests join on the Campbell Clinic hotline. The Campbell Clinic is in Oxford now. 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street. From the cottages at Hooper Hollow, the Campbell Clinic provides full-service orthopedic care. Everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics, physical therapy, and more. To book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com. We'll call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins always welcome at the Campbell Clinic, Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Quick little uh, game when we get started. I would have not gotten this right by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm curious if you can get in the right family here. I'm going to give you a uh, an ingredient list, okay? This is okay. the ingredients that's in a food product. See if you okay. can tell me the food product. Got it? Okay. Yep. All right, this is in order of... You know how they, they work. So it's like uh, the most of the first ingredient all the way down to traces of the last one. You know what I mean? Like if that helps at all as a hint. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Distilled white vinegar, molasses, sugar, water, salt, onions, anchovies, garlic, clove, tamarind extract, tamarind extract. Tamarind. Tamarind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The... Yeah. Natural flavorings, chili pepper. Those are your go down. Give me, give me those again one more time. Yep. It is distilled white vinegar, molasses, sugar, water, salt, onions, anchovies, garlic, clove, tamarind, natural flavors, chili pepper. Fish sauce. That's a good guess because the anchovy would have got you there. No, it's not correct though. Something you probably use fairly often. Got one more guess? Worcestershire? That is correct, Mr. McCready. Lee and Perrin's Worcestershire sauce. Okay. That's good. I I would I, I think I would have gone down the fish oyster sauce kind of ceiling, but I, I my mind would not have gotten back to Lee and Perrin's on that. Well, I I watched a Iron Chef America the other night because that's what I do when I'm just kind of want to clear, clear my head. Uh-huh. Um and it was battle tamarind, and so I was, oh. yeah. How about oh. that? It was Bobby Flay versus some person, and it was pretty interesting because I didn't know a lot about tamarind, and so it was an interesting hour. And when you watch it on, when you watch oh. it on, did, did, did you realize the sentence you said is I didn't really know much about tamarind? It was a really interesting hour. Oh my <laughs> god! Like holy, hey, you know, we all have weirdness, and and I mean. I, I own my weirdness. I steer right into it. I admit to people that I'm 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 a little odd. I I can watch I can watch food shows like that pretty much anytime. And for me it's a very good I guess this is a strength, right? You identify it's it's a very good mind cleanser for me. It's it's something I can go do and, and I can 
your, I can, your brain can be completely off because yeah, Iron Chef yeah. is my favorite one, but from a timing standpoint of when I'm ever in front of the TV and something's just on, it ends up being chopped, which I'm fine with, but yeah. it's, 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 it's okay. It, it's very ingredient dependent though. There are yeah. times where I'm like, okay, I just can't. Yeah. I don't like, I like chopped fine. If it's on and it's the only thing on, I, I can watch it and do my mindless cleansing thing, but I would prefer... Iron Chef America, um, Beat Bobby Flay. I find that one to be pretty interesting. Anything but guys' grocery games. Anything. I can't watch. I can't watch the grocery games. I can't watch it. And 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 I'm not a Fietti hater because I th- I think from all accounts he's a pretty good dude. I just can't watch that particular show. If it's on, I'm and I don't I don't like I don't like diners, drive-ins, and dives. It's just it's not played out. You know, there was a day where yeah. sure, but I'm 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 kind of I'm kind of done. Not so. my, not my jam. Um, I saw people talking to the stream up there. Uh, yes, Austin P knocked off Mississippi State. Frankly, the SEC is kind of taking it on the chin. Alabama lost a starter to uh, Tommy John this week. They've been hit by it. Everybody's hit by it. It's just, Unbelievable, man. It's just, I hate stuff like that. That sucks. That's a good thought, Luke. He says he hates, the, he, he misses the stand and stir cooking shows. Everything's a competition. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I miss? Julia Child for an hour just making making a duck. You know the show that I miss? We when I was we were living in Mobile, I used to watch it all the time. I think it was my getaway from like the grind of it, of like writing everything about everything Auburn. I would watch the Emerald Agassi show, whatever they called it. Oh, I loved I loved that show. Okay. Bam. Yeah, it was a, it was a good show. It was entertaining, yeah. and you kind of learned some things and. I don't know how to explain it. Iron Chef changed that game, right? It became popular and that put everything else into play. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That and to some degree Top Chef. I like Top Chef. Top Chef's good. That's a good that's a good show. They they do they do good work with that show. It's one of the few like reality TV things I could actually binge. Like I could get into the whole season of Top Chef and let's go through this thing. Like Oh, hundred percent. Let's move. In the last six weeks I've done it a couple of times where I'm just I have nowhere to go. I'm, I'm I'm finally getting to a point where I can kind of move, move, move. And but before that, it was like, okay, well, what are we binging today? Just you know, and that was that was a go to a couple of times. You just got to rewatch Breaking Bad. Just turn it on. No, I'm good. Easy, easy listening. Easy watching. Nope. How far are we into Suits? I, I promise, I got sports. Uh, I'm almost to season five. Okay. It, it's it's pretty solid. Okay. Yeah. 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 Stick with it. The start of season eight. It's going to take a couple episodes. Don't stop. Just keep going. Okay. Um, now I'm pretty invested in most of the characters right now, so I'm I'm good. Okay. All right. Uh, what I was saying is that State lost to uh, Austin P last night. I think Vanderbilt lost to Dayton last night. A lot of SEC stuff. It's midweek games. I mean, Wake Forest lost to UNC Greensboro or UNC Greenville or some damn body up there. Uh, but they in the World Series, by the way. They were pumped. Celebrating it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, it was a big win for them. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Um, what I was going to say is if your state, you're almost more frustrated than some of the other teams. They lost last night despite their pitching staff striking out 13 and not walking anybody, meaning you just got your ass kicked. Like, I, you didn't give them the game. They beat you. Like, to yeah. me, that's almost more concerning than, oh, God, we hit seven and walked nine and we, we just sucked on the mound today. Yeah. I saw Robbie Falk say it, and I'm like, "Yeah, that that that's not good. That that feels 
problematic and maybe foreshadowing there that you didn't win the game despite really pitching well. So, anyway. They scored two runs against Austin P. after Austin P. gave up seven per game over the weekend. Again, I'm, I'm not going to pretend to be a college baseball expert in February. I, I will, as I told you, I will probably starting this weekend, I'll probably start watching some games and making myself kind of start acclimating, getting learning about the league so that I can be conversant. But I'm now watch them go win the World Series. But, you know, Mississippi State had a great program for a very long time. I'm I'm not sure that in today's paradigm of where college baseball is as it relates to college athletics and, and NIL and all of that stuff, I'm not sure they check enough boxes to be competitive at the upper end of the SEC. Yeah. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I, there's, no, there's, no, there's no agenda there. I just, I have my doubts. Yes, Ole Miss and Arkansas State is uh, on ESPN Plus today. Every home game and every SEC game is available on that network. So yes, you can uh, you can watch it. Mark says he threw a dart on Arkansas State at plus three ten. I mean, plus three ten in any baseball game is not a bad odds. There, I mean, no midweek yeah. game, sure, sure. Yeah, um, you see sure midweek upset gotten, all the time. Yeah, you'd gotten some good odds on Wake Forest losing last night. Had you had you picked the directional North Carolina school? Yeah. So, um, let's jump in here. I got some football because the uh, the college football playoff did move to a five plus seven yesterday. We'll discuss that a little bit. And the calamity is the lack of clarity when it comes to this contract and what's going on with the rights. I'll get into that a little bit in in in, in a while as well. But as I mentioned at the top of the show uh, last night, really well played game from the Creighton Blue Jays, eighty five sixty six over UConn. They shot 50% from three. UConn shot 18% from three, and that was your uh, your story in a pretty crazy environment there in Omaha. Uh, look, Creighton was good. They were a game away from the Final Four last year. Let's not act like they're some plucky underdog by any stretch of the imagination here. They're, they're a damn good basketball program. Oh, um, yeah. They're Gonzaga good. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's yeah, no, they're they're legit. They've been, they've been legit for a minute now. So... It, it was just one of those games, when I watched it, I thought it was more of a reminder to me for all this stuff about, oh, this team and this team is one day where you don't shoot, and that's it. It's over. One game. They shoot, you don't, it's done. Ball game, your season's over when you get to March. And that's it. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about SEC results last night. I didn't see games because I was uh, – Carson had club practice in Tupelo. I drove him because I he doesn't feel great. I really didn't want him driving back and forth. So I drove him and, um, you know, sat, drove around, did some stuff in Tupelo, got back and saw scores, saw the end of the Creighton game. But it, it, it should also be a reminder that we're getting to the point in the season where uh, some teams have nothing to lose. Some teams really play well at home. Uh, some teams get super geeked up for one game. Sometimes you catch a team a little flat. It's February. These are... If this was a Major League Baseball season, this is sort of early August, dog days a little bit. The pennant race is here, but it's not like right here. And you can you can have some you can have some weird results. Now Creighton's really good, and UConn just didn't shoot it well, and that crowd got into it, and that place was jumping. But like the the Missouri Tennessee game, Tennessee had to go find some energy. And then, you know, the Arkansas game against A&M. A&M's playing tight pressure. They've got to win. Arkansas's coming in with one of 130-something net. 
And A&M doesn't shoot. They're relied on rebounds. And, like, it's yeah. just they have one way to win, even though they're a pretty good team, and it just can fizzle on you immediately. And Arkansas's got nothing to lose. It's already lost. And so now you just kind of playing. And they've got players. Missouri's got some players. You don't pl- you don't put on an SEC uniform without some modicum of talent. I mean, even Vanderbilt has some talent. And so if you don't if, – if, if you're not ready that night, you can get beat. You your season can get. It's like a. It's. I was thinking about this when I was. I was driving back with him, and I'd seen the Missouri Tennessee score, and I'd seen the Arkansas Texas A and M score. I didn't see any either of the games, but I was thinking about Ole Miss and how we do this thing where we assume a win at Georgia, and we assume a win at Missouri, and I'm like, man, that's those are leaps. But those are. If you're leaps. assuming it as much as it's a requirement. Yeah. I'll get there in a minute, but yeah, it, it's, it's just more of that. It's it's really interesting. I don't know what AM's I'm gonna pull up net in a minute. I, I don't know what AM's net fell to last night, but that was a they've now got a couple of eyesores on their resume. They've lost to Vanderbilt and they've lost to Arkansas. I think they've lost to Arkansas twice. They have, yes, that is correct. So, you know, they've got they've got some some real roadblocks for them in front of them in terms of getting to the tournament when the committee looks at their resume. Somebody put the net on our site this morning. Uh, so Ole Miss at 67, State at 41, A&M at 50, Carolina at 50, and Georgia at 97 is what was listed there. Okay. Yeah. I, so I might come back to this toward the end of the show, Luke. I kind of agree with you. We, we are storming the court over every little thing right now. And there is something when you're creating. I get you to be the number one team in the country and all that stuff, and I, I give you a little bit of a pass. But, yeah, you're top 20. I mean, were, were you not expecting it? Number nine. It was at home. Yeah, like, what are you, like, what are we What are we talking about here? They're, Creighton is now six and four quad one, six and three quad two. They're only one and oh in quad three, and they're seven and oh in quad four, so they've played a really good schedule. There is nothing dumber than rushing the field on a midweek baseball game. Yes, that 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 is the jumpest of jumpest of sharks. Has that happened? I don't know. Luke's mentioning it in the thread, so I don't. I'm a, maybe it did yesterday. Wow. <laughs> so a and M's net dropped from forty five to fifty because they lost to an Arkansas team that was one thirty six going into the game. Arkansas's net jumped to one twenty four, but they lost to one thirty six at home, which is a just Killer, killer resume hit for them. Ole Miss is 67 tonight. They dropped two spots last night despite not playing. They played Mississippi State, who dropped to 41 last night. So this is a a big game for Ole Miss tonight. I mean, I I get that it's the rivalry thing and all that and blah, blah, blah. But, man, you need to win a – you need another big win on your I schedule mean, look, here. Neil, that's kind of where I'm going here, and we'll go here now. I kind of had it for a minute, but it's fine. We'll go ahead and, and, and hit this. I'm looking at Ken Palm. Ole Miss, 67 in the net, as you said, going into the day. Ken Palm ratings the rest of the way for these teams. State, 35. South Carolina, 54. Alabama, 6. Missouri, 142. Georgia, 85. A&M, 52. Am I psycho? Maybe I am. Tell me, because you know more about this than I am when it comes to metrics and this boy basketball tournament. Am I crazy to think 10 and 8 is not enough? Look at the no. metrics. Their net has to come up, and who are you beating? It's where, when I look at this, because you do it a couple different ways, okay? And again, yeah. maybe I'm wrong. I'm not. I'm just saying everybody look at this and at least pay attention to it. That's all I'm mm-hmm. saying here. Is 
I can get you to 10 with South Carolina, Missouri, Georgia, A&M. That is the most likely 10. Okay? Agreed. But you're at 67 in the net. You've got to come up, in my opinion, at least 17 spots to feel at all okay about this thing, around 50. you got to get around 50 to feel somewhat okay, I think, when you're in the SEC and you're in this conference. Well, that's beating 54, 142, 85, 52. It's not great. It's not terrible. It's fine. But your only road win in that is Missouri, who you just can't lose to because of where they're sitting in the net right now. At 148. I don't know that that 10 is enough. But then you do that other way and you go, okay, well, you win in Starkville or you beat Alabama and you get the big win. Well, okay, but that has to offset a loss somewhere if we're talking about 10. If you beat Alabama and then lose at Missouri, well, then you still are in a weird spot. Like, I, it's probably enough, and I understand that's how logic works, but at the same time, I look at it and go, that resume from a straight metric standpoint does not look like some guarantee. So Ole Miss's resume as of today, and they do look at more. They don't just look at the net or the Ken Palm. They, they look at a lot of different things. Ole Miss's resume as of today, 19-6, and 6-6 six, six and six in the league, 3-5 and five on the road, 2-0 and oh neutral sites, 14-1 uh, and one at home. 3-5 and five in quad one, not terrible. Uh, one and one in quad two. This is the part for Ole Miss that scares me a little bit. In quads three and four combined, they're 15 and 0. You have 19 wins. 15 of your wins are against quad three and four. Yeah. And so I kind of wonder. Which is when you're, why they're 67. Which is kind of why, yeah, it's, you wonder if someone in the room who's maybe wants to see more mid-majors in the tournament, goes, well, guys, they, they haven't beaten anybody. They won four games. And by then it would be eight games. But in your scenario, and I think you're right, another one of those is is Missouri, and another one of those is Georgia, who is at 97 in the net right now. So what? there's a decent... Yeah, there's a decent chance Missouri falls... could that Georgia could fall quad three. Like I just that that's the part I would be concerned about. To your point, at ten and eight, when someone goes, well, I mean, I get they wear an SEC on their patch, but what have they done? Who'd they beat? And Memphis is a shell of what it was when they were in Oxford. NC State's not helping the way you thought, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll pull those up. Memphis Memphis's net right now is eighty nine. Yeah. Uh. North Carolina State is 80. Yeah. Who was the other one? They beat UCF? Yeah, they won at UCF. Uh, UCF is... Um, I can't find them right now. I'll find them. Okay. While you're looking in a second when we go to break, uh, look up... This is, I'm curious, Temple too, because it's another road win. Temple's in the what what league? Uh, Temple's A-10? Is that right? Or Big yeah. East? A-10, right? I think so. Temple is... They're not in the A-10. Okay. We'll find it. Let's couple no Temple it. Yeah, not a problem. Okay. Uh, we'll get there. It's... Yeah, we'll, we'll find. They're the American now. Who knew? Had no idea. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll tell you real quick. It was right there. 
temple in the American is 245. I mean, the big, big effing deal. I mean, in the eyes of the committee, they're 45. Wow. 245. Yeah. I mean, wow. that's my point. I'm, I'm with you a little bit. I, I mean, I think 10 and 8's okay. I wouldn't want to go 10 and 8 and then lose to somebody with a bad RPI or net or whatever there in, in on Thursday. Well, that's what scares you a little, right? Is that you you get to Thursday and you play an LSU or you play an Arkansas or you play somebody that you have Are you play some freaking spunky team that won on Wednesday and suddenly has a pulse for a minute? Well, that's my point, right? Yeah. You play maybe Arkansas, you play them, they're, they're they got nothing to lose. They're just playing. Their coach is leaving. And they just go out and and make a bunch of threes in Nashville and you play tight as a drum and you get beat by them and your final thing is you lose to a team in the 120s in the net on a neutral site. Yeah. It's I don't know. It's I, I'm I'm kind of with you. I, I think at some point, and look, these things typically take care of themselves. But I think at some point, if you're Ole Miss, I think you whether it's beat Alabama at home next week. Well, I was going to say whether it's tonight, whether it's tonight against Mississippi State or whether it's at home against Alabama, I think you've got to get a big W on your schedule, on your on your resume. Yeah, I I, th- I agree with you. Unless you're planning on getting to Saturday, and uh, in Nashville. So, all right, uh, factors. Well, no, let's just ready to eat. go ahead. People doesn't understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying Arkansas is going to make a run. Not at all. I'm telling. What I'm saying is teams like Arkansas, like LSU, that probably know they're not going anywhere. They get to play loose. They don't have anything to lose. And those teams we're talking about it's all they got to do is beat Missouri and then give Ole Miss a game and you get into a five minute problem is what we're saying. Yeah, that's it. And they don't care. Hell, if they lose, they they get to go home. Yeah, going home's better than hanging out with. They've got all the, you know all that stuff. You get. You, I wouldn't want to play a team that finished the season kind of hot like LSU. We mentioned them. They win say four out of five down the stretch or whatever, and then they win. A, a, you you play them on Thursday night. They know they're not going to the tournament, and they just they just play. They're having fun. They're playing. Meanwhile, you're tight as a drum. Yeah, you see that all the time. And a team like like um, I, I'm I'm kind of with you. I think they've got a I think they've got to have a signature win here soon. All right, Factors Delicious Ready to Eat Meals make eating better every day easy, whether tomorrow, where, whatever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals delivered right to your door. 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, veggie, and more. Even more to enjoy with 55 nutrition-packed add-ons to make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting on? Getting started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. It's the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. easily. Flexible for your schedule, as much or little you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. You can fuel up fast with the restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat two minutes. Whenever you need them, head to factormeals.com slash mpw50. Use code mpw50 to get 50% off. That's code mpw50 at factormeals.com slash mpw50. Are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to take Social Security? What accounts should you pull from first? Are you already retired? Should you consider Roth conversions? These are just some of the questions that can only be answered with the personalized retirement income plan. Andrew Sego with Sego Wealth Management specializes in helping folks just like you come up with their retirement game plan, whether you meet at his office in Collierville 
or prefer Zoom from anywhere, schedule a free discovery meeting and see what they can do for you. It's rebelsretire.com. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. The weather is starting to warm up a little bit. Uh, it might be time to make sure your AC is ready to go. You know it's going to get hot and uh, you want that air conditioner ready. So get in touch with the people at Comer and Southern. They'll check you out, have you ready to go when the temperatures rise and you crank up the AC. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, that area, call Southern 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. So shop now at astock.bid. That's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D. Or download their app, name your price on thousands of items from big name retailers. Astock has multiple locations around Nashville, Memphis, some in Indiana, and more coming soon that offer local pickups. So don't miss out. Uh, the College Corner can get you outfitted for the start of the baseball season today, this weekend, basketball this weekend in Oxford as well with South Carolina heading to town. If you want to get your uh, your Ole Miss gear, stop by uh, the College Corner. they got two locations in Jackson. Got one right here in Oxford off of Sisk Avenue at the Oxford Commons. More than 4,000 square feet of the best Rebel gear. They'll have you in and out and uh, ready for uh, the games in no time. You can also check them out at collegecornerstore.com. Uh, when you work with Argent Wealth's 401k advisory services, you gain a valuable advisory team and time-saving resource that will help you develop and maintain a solid strategy for your retirement plan. They're committed to providing you with the personalized attention and involvement that you want and need. Their goal is to help you manage your 401k plan properly and ultimately improve your employees' retirement readiness to learn more go to mypinwealth.com i'm sorry that's my arge my argent wealth.com i've been so used to saying um my pen wealth. it's my argent m-y-a-r-g-e-n-t wealth.com so you mentioned those games last night tennessee 72 67 over the missouri tigers Tennessee uh, trailed by three at the break. Missouri played fairly well considering they are now 0-13 in the SEC, but Tennessee does survive there. They get 18 from Milwaukee. Uh, Sean East had 24 from Missouri. He's played really well lately. And, well, he's just got, he just got back for the Ole Miss game. He's made a yeah. difference for them. He's given them a little boost. And then, uh, as you mentioned, the other one, woof, 78-71, Arkansas over Texas A&M. The uh, Aggies now 6-7 and in the SEC, 15-11 and overall, and just just losing games that are inexcusable to lose uh, at this point. Like I said, they don't they don't shoot well. It requires all this rebounding and all this up, and just the way they have to win is kind of ugly, and it's not guaranteed. Uh, strange game for them. Arkansas now four and nine in the SEC. After that one, I saw somebody. Um, the two games combined between Arkansas and A and M this season: one hundred and fifty-seven combined free throws. Oh God. That's bad. I mean, I I saw at one point you know, Carson's practice was just finishing up, and I looked at the scores, and there was like a minute and a half left, and literally 15 minutes later, there were still 50 seconds left. It was crazy, so there must have been a gazillion free throws. Again, I mean, not to beat the dead horse, it's just Texas A&M's tight. They know these games matter. Arkansas's dealt with all this internal drama. Their season's a total disappointment. 
I think their coach is leaving. A lot of people in Fayetteville think their coach is leaving. A lot of national people think their coach is leaving. They've kind of, I think, hit that point. They played Mississippi State really well the other night. They go beat A&M. I think they've kind of hit that point where it's like, ah, whatever, let's just play. And those teams are dangerous because they have players. There was a reason that before the season, people like Blake Lovell thought Arkansas was a top-four team in the, in the SEC. They have talent. You talk about East. Ain't you? It's 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 the scary spot. I mean, I feel like we're kind of repeating the segment. Keep coming back to that. There's this that you already beat them once. Pressure is very clearly on them. You've got to stay in this game. Stay in this game. Stay in this game. Try to make a run. Make a play. This is you can really change the narrative if if tomorrow morning. We're doing the show after Ole Miss beats Mississippi State. It's a completely different tone. I mean, Ole Miss would go from 67 to probably 61, 62 with a road win at State. You'd start heading in the right direction. You could beat Mississippi State, turn around on Saturday, beat South Carolina, and all of a sudden you're in great shape. You feel good about yourself. Yeah. On the yeah. flip side, you lose to Mississippi State as much as you go, well, okay, we always lose there. Okay, well, now your game against South Carolina on Saturday is an absolute must win. Yeah, I, I think that's the point is that it's that there's no game that is just this complete free shot. Everything has some level of matter because when you're trying to get into the number you're trying to get to, you can't look at it and go, oh, well, this is the path. Just do this however you do it. And that's uh, that that's cool in that way to to get there. Did your uh, did, if you want, you want a free did shot, your internet switch over to the other one. You kind of were doing a little weird thing. Check your network oh. real quick just to make sure. I'll check. If I drop out, I'll sign back in. Yeah, you're good. No problem. You just started kind of getting a little fuzzy there for a minute, and I think it wasn't lining up because of a network thing. Your computer thinks it knows better than you do. While he's doing that, uh, looking at tonight a little bit, because no, I mean, I think that's that that's where we are with this thing. It's just, I mean, tonight has importance. There's no doubt about that on where this thing's sitting, uh, moving forward there with. Can you hear me? With that, uh, I can hear you. Your camera is frozen, but I can hear you. Neil will be back in a second. He's coming back. So, um, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, as we mentioned, State six and six in the SEC, seventeen and eight overall. Ole Miss nineteen and six, six and six in the uh, SEC. And ESPN2 for that game tonight is is where that's at. Um, that is part of... Here, Neil's back. Let me get him in. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, so what I was saying was, if you want a free shot left on the schedule, you've got to win twice this week. If you win twice this week, if you beat Mississippi State, you beat South Carolina, all of a sudden Alabama's a free shot. You can just go let it all hang out and see what the hell happens. But if you... If you don't, at some point you got to look at the Alabama game and go, this is one we probably really need to win. Maybe it's not a must win, but it's a really need to win. And you don't want to go there against Alabama. They're they're an elite team. Uh when they play really, really well, I don't know I don't know that Ole Miss can play well enough to beat Alabama if Alabama plays something close to its A game. And so you have to have help. I, I just keep coming back to it. I I've heard this narrative from people out there just in general that Hey, this game in Starkville is kind of a free shot or whatever. I'm like, no, it's truly really not. You 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 don't have that. You you don't have that sort of. You're six 
and six in the league. You, fifteen of your wins are against quad three, quad four. You you need to put some things together here soon. This feels feels like a big moment. That's, I mean, I, I said this on Saturday night when they were down ten with the, like I don't know twelve minutes to go. I was like, well, here's your season, and they got it done. But you, beating Missouri at home by three points didn't change the narrative. You you've got to start winning some games, or this thing is. Because I hear people go, well, nine and nine is going to get them in. Because last year, a couple of SEC teams got in at eight and ten. But if you go back and look at those two teams, it was um, was it Mississippi State and Arkansas got in at eight and ten. I don't remember the other. I think Arkansas was eight and ten. But if you go look at their schedules, they played loaded schedules. I mean, nothing against Ole Miss, but they didn't play a loaded schedule. In fact, looking back at it now, and some of this is out of your control. You can't, when you schedule, you can't control what 15 other teams end up looking like. But the schedule ends up looking fairly soft. And so you're you're going to have to do some proactive things. Nine and nine's not getting you in, I don't think. And no, and I, I think 10 and eight probably does. But look, if you... At some point, if you really want to get in, you got to go start taking care of some business. You, this is the time when it sounds cliche, but I swear to you, I think there's some truth to it. You got to start wanting this. You got to play like take a word from Carson. You have to play frantic. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that doesn't mean play out of control, but it means play with a little desperation. And they, we'll see. I mean, they they showed some signs of that. On Saturday, although late in that game, they almost let it get away. I mean, I, I think it's time for them to step up and play better basketball, or this is probably just not going to work out the way that a lot of people have assumed that it will work out. Tonight, uh, this line stayed, as mentioned in the stream, they are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite over the Rebels um, tonight. Huge line, big line. I, I think yeah. I think it was two or two-and-a-half in Oxford a few weeks ago, so seven-and-a-half for the Bulldogs and this one. Uh, Alabama at home, minus eight and a half against the Florida Gators tonight. That is the uh, first game of that doubleheader. That's on ESPN2, six o'clock in Tuscaloosa. The Gators getting eight and a half from the uh, the Tide. And see, this is free shot for the Gators. Yeah. This is free shot. Completely. This is free shot. They can they can completely change their metrics, but they're fine if they lose. Yeah, they're eight and four in the SEC headed in. They're cool. Yeah. Uh, 174 and a half a total on that game, by the way. Huge number because Alabama scores so many points, especially at home. Mm-hmm. Georgia and Vanderbilt tonight. Mike White's team, a one and a half point favorite in Nashville tonight. Georgia four and eight and has just really struggled after, I think, starting the year three and over three and one. I think they're one and seven since that point. And then, yeah, if you want to throw a money line on something, I don't hate it tonight. The LSU Tigers at home at the PMAC. Kentucky, 18 and 7, 8 and 4 coming into town. It is a six and a half point Kentucky line in the good. Yeah, I don't hate the LSU money line. What the hell? Put 10 bucks on that. Yeah. I mean, they've been playing well. He's not going to put a lot of pressure on them. He's going to he's going to give them the let's go have some fun. Let's go see what happens. They'll probably have a pretty decent crowd. 220 on a money line on that game. Yeah, it's not bad. Good bargain. Yeah, has Detroit Mercy won a game or are they still over? Are they like 0 and 26 now? What league are they in? Uh, dude. <laughs> the the Metro Atlantic or whatever it is, maybe. Is that right? Like the MAAC? 
Okay, I'm looking. Um, I don't know. I'm guessing. I have no idea. M-A-A-C. No, I don't think they're in that one. Uh, I will. I mean, if I didn't get Temple was in the American, I'm probably not getting. Would that be Horizon? Oh, look. Is the Horizon still a thing? Yeah. Yeah, they're in the Horizon. Yeah, Detroit Mercy. 359, baby. <laughs> they are 1 and 27. They beat IUPUI. IUPUI, by the way, is a 361 net. So that was a hell of a. That, was a, that was a pillow fight of all pillow fights right there. That's the resume builder. Hey, we beat the number 361. Just noticing. I mean, it's. it's Dude, Detroit- this thing could have been over in November. The ball yeah. was in the air. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Again, I get back to my point. Do that something. UNA loss is the worst in program history would have lasted one year. That's still the most unbelievable result I've ever seen. Like, I, I watched UNA win the game and just kind of turned my head sideways like a puppy and went, oh my God. I was at the famous Idaho potato bowl or whatever it was called. Literally when I saw that score on my phone and I was like, Oh boy, I probably need to get back to the hotel. (laughs) (laughs) I remember telling, I remember telling Tyler, well, coaching search just started. Yeah. That's it. Basketball season over in December. Yeah. That's good for business. Yeah. No, but I mean, again, I just, I'm broken records. I'll stop. Do something. Go, don't leave it in the hands of the committee. Go win some games. Last thing on that, Detroit Mercy. I mean, their head coach played for a national title. What has happened? Why is he at Detroit Mercy? I don't know. I don't know. Wasn't he okay? Was it UAB where he was at for a while? Wasn't he okay there? Mike Davis. Mike Davis. Yeah, he was okay there for a while. Okay. Jeez. Stars right, can, right when he was at, when he was at Indiana, didn't they play for a national title? Didn't they lose to like Maryland? I don't recall. I'll take your word for it. I, okay. I mean, I'm getting a lot of this long range stuff wrong today. When I'm trying to predict, but. why is Indiana basketball so down? By the way, shouldn't that be a program that's like really good? Why are they not good anymore? I don't know. They suck. they were really good for a long time. They're far in Woodson, right? Yeah, because. Uh, our guy Dusty May is rumored to be the hot candidate there. Which makes sense. Yeah. Our guy Dusty May now? Hey, he was... <laughs> we talked a lot about Dusty May last spring. I mean, I felt, okay. I felt like I knew him by the time it was over. I was correct, by the way. 2002 Final Four in Atlanta, Maryland beat Indiana in the final. I'm impressed. Yeah, the semifinalists were Kansas and Oklahoma. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma's fault. Uh, I'll give you a 1000 NPW digital dollars if you can name me the <laughs> most outstanding player of the uh te- of the of the of the final four. He uh played for Maryland. He was the yeah, player for uh, Maryland in 2002. He was a, a a guard, a point guard. Um oh god, what was his name? Once you tell me his name, I would have gone, oh, yeah, I remember him being a dude. But as far as telling you without a hint, no clue and like no no, I, no chance. I know it wasn't him, but was Steve Francis on that team? 
I have no idea. Is that Maryland team? No idea. This player played in the NBA from 2002 to 2009. Oh, damn. Kind of a journeyman. Played for one, two, three, four teams, five stints. Tell me. I don't know. He's currently the uh, coach at Coppin State, or at least he was last year. Uh, Mr. Juan Dixon. Juan Dixon. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he's a good player. He's a good player. 17th overall pick of the Washington Wizards. Oh. That's who that was. Yeah. The more you know. I can't criticize that. Higher than I'm ever going to get picked in the NBA draft. So, two things here, uh, football-related, as we as we move on. One, before the break, and we'll come back and discuss the other, because it has a little more link to it as we uh, as we go through this thing. The first is what we all predicted. They have decided for the next two seasons there will be a 5-plus-7 format to the uh, college football playoff system. It's not what any of us want because it allows the power of the group of five team in and it does all that. But it fixes... It's what they had to do because there no longer is a Pac-12. Um, that was the problem, is that you can't have six automatics when you only have four power conferences. That would have been a disaster of all disasters. Especially when the teams that are getting in are now in the conferences that only get one by. I mean, that's the other thing, too, is everybody goes, well, it's like last year, and here's what the bracket would have been. But it wouldn't have because Texas and Georgia can't get by. It's like that's not the way this thing works anymore. So you had to make it where you have as many at-larges as possible. So just a quick refresher. You get five automatics. It is the five highest conference champions in ranking whatever conferences they're from. We only have four power five, power fours, and then we have one group of five that will get in automatically. You have to be a conference champion to get a buy. So one through four seeds are automatically buys. That group of five is going to be the 12 seed. They're going to play the five seeds, so the five seed gets a reward. And then there will be seven at-large spots in the tournament, which is great news for Ole Miss and Texas and Alabama and Georgia and Missouri and all the Big Ten teams because it's one more spot that you can get in there as an at-large. As you know by now also, um, that first round of games that weekend will be home games in the playoffs, and then they will move to bowls the the rest of the way um, from there. And I, I saw this mentioned this morning. And I know we've all thought it, but I don't know that we have put complete context on what this is going to be like. We already love the NFL playoffs so much. Now we're getting college football playoffs at the exact same time. Like, there's the argument that given this new format, is January potentially the best month of the year in the sports calendar? Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. College football playoffs and NFL playoffs? Of course. Who says no? No, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. You got. You know, just approaching the midway point. Yeah. I mean, if, if you love sports, God knows you'll have plenty of it. And if you love brackets, you'll have brackets in both college and the NFL. I mean, the college playoffs are going to put up massive numbers, Chase. Massive. Massive numbers. Just monumental numbers that they've never seen before. People love playoffs. Look at the NFL playoff numbers. The NFL like put a game on Peacock or something and still had a massive number. We love playoffs. Nobody watches the NBA until the NBA playoffs, then everybody starts watching it. 
we America loves playoffs. We don't understand the English Premier League because they do the relegation and all that stuff. And but boy, you give them a bracket over there, call it the quarterfinals, and we'd we'd all start watching it. That's just who we are. I don't know. That's not a criticism. I'm not saying we're better or worse, but we love playoffs. That is a that is a very astute point. Is that if the EPL simply had a bracket, they would have twenty percent more viewership in America. Just give them a bracket. Just let let me cheer for a bracket and a tournament, and I am in. Yeah, Tottenham plays Chelsea, and the winner gets Man City in the semis. Okay, well, I'm kind of interested now. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. We love brackets. Yeah. I mean, I, they're going to get monumental numbers. Now that, and I know you're probably about to get to this. The only thing about this is there's only like two years this thing is locked in. Two, yeah. Uh, Austin, thank you for the super chat. He says chances that Florida State and Clemson are conference opponents for Ole Miss soon. Uh, decent. Uh, uh, I think at least one of them are headed to the Big Ten. Yeah, the rumor out now is that the Big Ten wants uh, North Carolina and and uh, and Virginia. And I believe the SEC does too. So the, the the fight is on. But what is clear is that multiple ACC teams are seriously contemplating for the first time just paying the freight and getting out. Just to hell with it. Let's write the check. So, well, uh, I'll take you through that. There's a story coming out uh, yesterday about that. Some meetings going on. I guess next week is when it is. So let's uh, let's hit that after the break. First, Promstrep, Promstrep.com. A lot of different flavors available for you. Their uh, newest offering, the uh, soy ginger. It's delicious. It's great on hibachi-type meals, rice, proteins. Mix in the uh, shrimp, shrimp with other veggies and different things. So uh, a lot of options for that. Their best seller is the New Orleans Stop Barbecue. I love the signature as well, and they... Make sure you, uh, it is easy for you, whether it be dinner, lunch, protein, snacks, 10 minutes, freezer to plate, deliver straight to your door, and then we'll give you a little discount. 25% off. You got five pouches or more. Get a few of your favorites. Try a little of everything. PrimeShrimp.com. That's code RG. 25% off. Again, PrimeShrimp.com. Brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Uh, if you were looking to plan a trip that creates a lifetime of unique memories, get in touch with John. Uh what you'll do is just give him some parameters. Give him a budget. That's really important. And then let him give you some options. You can sit back and do nothing, and he'll come up with some options that you're not going to find on your own. 901-494-3387 or send him an email, Edwards at regencytravel.net. Oxford's uh, newest Greek restaurant on the square. Opa is the perfect place to play in your company dinner or festive party event. Fabulous food, great craft libations as well. Opa can accommodate up to two... One seven one four seven. And introduced the candidates since nineteen sixty seven. If you're looking for a job, whether you're entry level or you're a seasoned pro, uh, they can help you. It's always free. Multiple fields that they have expertise in. If your company is looking to hire quality, hard to find talent, uh, excuse me, they can help you as well. Um, excuse me. 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website service specialist ltd.com <coughs> sorry we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Podcast uh, also brought to you by Northeast Spark. That's N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Using it at home as well. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's NESpark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone servers, phone controls, network security, wireless mesh extender, and more. To get the best internet in Lafayette County, that's 662-238-3159. Yeah, our, our connectivity issues are not Spark. It's that he keeps, try, it keeps trying to go to the other place on us there, so... Yeah, it's trying to go to a different spot. Yeah. Is it doing it again? It was doing it a little during your thing, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, no clue. Um, So this came out, reading here, it's a bunch of different writers. Uh, this is from The Athletic. This is on uh, February 20th, so yesterday is when this was put out. It's Andrew Marchand, Nicole Arbach, Stuart Mandel, and Chris Vanini. Um. Some of those are not like the others. Um, all right, reading through the uh, reading through the deal, we know ESPN has agreed to terms of representatives for the CFP six years, seven point eight billion dollars, all that kind of stuff here. But the issue is that while that term agreement has been negotiated between ESPN and CAA Evolution, which represents the CFP, the CFP leaders, which are the commissioners of the Power Five Conference, Power Four conferences, really Power Five. We'll get into that in a second as well as uh, Notre Dame, they still got to need to vote on the deal for it to take effect. And then they can't reach consensus on topics that would allow this thing to happen. One of the commissioners uh, anonymous anonymously said it was a mess this week and that they are treating the playoff starting in 2026 as a clean slate with no formats, decisions made, all that kind of stuff as this goes into it. And I mean, there's, there's a lot here, but I, I'll break it down this way is that, again, the current format of this 5 plus, se- plus 7, it's only here for two years. Everybody's been really, really careful because we don't know what this thing's going to look like after that. We don't know what conference affiliations look like, and it's hard to set something in motion that you don't know what the landscape is when you write that contract unless you give yourself tons of outs. But I understand where the TV people are coming from saying, hey, you want this amount of money, but we don't know what it is we're getting. You're not telling us what this looks like. 
even though we're agreeing to pay you billions, literally, of dollars over the course of this contract. So the questions we have are these. Um, number one, the one that is quickly going to be pushed aside like a fly, is that the Pac-12, which means Washington State and Oregon State, they want uh, an equal vote to everyone else. They're going to tell them to buzz off at this point. Um, I mean, congratulations. They still want revenue like they're in a power conference. They're going to tell them to buzz off. That's yeah. not, that's not feasible here. Um, and then the other things, and this is this is fascinating to me, is that and one of the people in the story, it was a conference commissioner outside of the Big Ten and the SEC, and I, I actually agree with him to an extent. He said part of the holdup is that the SEC and Big Ten has been so outwardly quiet about this allegiance and what it means. We know they have the power, and they won't just tell us what they want. And we're just sitting here sort of stuck in this limbo because the ACC, the Big 12, they know they don't have any power. They know they're waiting on the two big leagues to decide things, but for PR or whatever the reasons are, they won't just come out and say it. And that's why we're kind of sitting in this boat. People inside the conferences of the SEC in the Big Ten, um, they have kind of leaked that the SEC wants no automatic bids. They just want the 12 best teams ranked without any type of conference affiliation, buys, nothing else. Just put this thing in. Maybe the conference champions won two, but beyond that, nothing at all. I can tell you that the SEC feels like it should get four to five bids every single year at a minimum. That's what it feels. Yeah. They should get four to five bids at a minimum. In other words, they think there should be years where they could get six. Hard to argue. And the Big Ten, the Big Ten probably feels something similar. So... They say the SEC, that's their number one thing, is that if we're going to do a long-range plan, no automatic bids. Let's just rank the teams and move on. Yeah. I found this one interesting from reading multiple articles. I don't remember which article it came from. People inside the Big Ten say the Big Ten's one thing that they haven't said out loud yet is they want a 16-team field. Yes. Yes. So, and I've told you this for a while. Whenever people do the 12-team thing, I'm like, oh, it's 12 is fine. Guys, it's going to go to 16. It's going to go to 16, and what both leagues want is let's take the 16 best teams. Let's have a tournament. And then even inside this group that's going to become the people who get in to some extent, the SEC also wants uneven revenue share where the more teams in, the more money you get per conference. They are not for even revenue sharing at this point. And here's where this is going, I think. And I think this is why, and you could probably add something to this. And I think this is why you see the ACC schools that that have muscle are starting to go. We got to get out of this. This we're, we're about to get we're about to get run over by the train. I think what's happening is you have the SEC and the Big Ten. The part that's not getting said out loud is that they've basically shook hands on this and said, "All right, look, we're going to give them a chance to play ball a little bit." But if they don't do it, to hell with them. We'll just join up and we'll do our thing. And trust me, the TV people will pay for it. And Chase, they would. And people go, well, that would really water down the regular season. Uh, People watch college football every single week. And they watch games every single week that don't have national title ramifications. Are you telling me that they're not going to watch a quarterfinal round where you have the SEC playoffs and the Big Ten playoffs with the winners to meet and something that would resemble the Super Bowl, 
seriously? Are you really telling me that? Because I don't believe you. Are you telling me if you did a mix and match, you wouldn't watch nine and three Ole Miss versus nine and three Iowa live from Iowa City in a what essentially would be a first round game? Bullshit. Of course, people would watch. Yeah, hey, TV people, instead of getting Utah, the Big 12 champion, and uh, North Carolina, the ACC champion, you're going to get our fourth-place team and their fourth-place team. So that's going to be Penn State and Tennessee. Capiche? Okay, cool, sweet. All right. Uh, TV people, go sign me up. Yeah. Take it all day. Are you going to play those games on campus? Mm Mm-hmm. In a playoff format where the loser's done, no brainer. And that's where the money is. I, I just think that's where this is headed. Everyone knows it, and it's why Florida State, to Florida State's everlasting credit, regardless of which league they get into, I think they understand, but I know they do. They've said it out loud. This isn't, for them, this isn't tenable. They can't wait till 2036. Hell, I'm not, I think they're willing to wait to 2026, and that's about it thought this quote was so real and yet it's what's caused so many problems because we can't just get to the brass tacks from all sides. I mean, like I said, the SEC and the Big Ten are really slow playing this. I mean, they're kind of going, hey, y'all just throw some ideas at us and we'll sort of listen to them and kind of whatever with the implied threat at the minimum of, hey, we can just pull our ball and go home here. So be be nice with whatever you're about to say. And it's conceivable, it's conceivable that they already know. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh years but go ahead i interrupted you yeah no you're good the quote that i find fascinating and again and this comes from i don't it just says one said which means a conference commissioner because that's kind of how these things are going in the synonymous threat the corporate bottom line world does not have the same expectations of collegiality from colleague from colleagues as higher education <laughs> correct true <laughs> kind of like suits everybody's out to burn everybody um yeah look because that's what's happening here is like they're getting in this room everybody's going yeah but look we're all colleges and whatever at the end of the day a couple of them are rubbing their temples going no 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 that's not what's going on here if you're the sec and you have all this leverage and all this power why would you give it away how is if you're greg sankey and your job is to represent the 16 member institutions how are you serving your Why this year, for example, let's are you telling me that ESPN is gonna balk at a at a playoff that includes let's go Georgia? We'll make Georgia the champ. Okay. Georgia gets a bye. For the hell of it. Uh let's let's add Texas, Ole Miss, Missouri, and Tennessee. Anybody anybody say no to that? No one. No to that. Except who says no to that is the, well the Big 12 kind of and the ACC says no and well you guys don't matter anymore and we can squeeze you out at a moment's notice that's where it, that's what the SEC wants and they're going to get it and if it goes to 16 they'll go oh and did you see where LSU went 9 and 3 they're in if you don't like it Okay, cool. Leave, and we'll just do this with each other because that—that's they—they have the power to do it. It's 
It's why it feels sort of inevitable to me. And if you're the ACC and you're the Big 12, I think you just have to go, we're willing to sit anywhere at the table. We're willing to eat the scraps. We're willing to wait, eat leftovers, whatever the case may be, but just let us stay here. And I don't know why they can't tell the group of five, and by the way, you guys just don't have it. You're, 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 you're out. And at some point, I would tell Notre Dame, and if you really want to be in bad enough, join a league. Because either one of us will take you right now. Join a league. Pick a league. You want to go to the Big Ten? Awesome. You want to go to the SEC? Awesome. Pick a league. <laughs> go, go. Why don't y'all go out for a little while and have a meeting, and y'all come back when you're ready, and just take. We both have, we both have bids. Bids are good. Here's Everybody knows pan- it. We're even willing to let you publicly state that you have a bid from both. You get to pick one. You get to tell. You get to give the finger to one of us. But join a league. And then if you win that league or you're at the top of that league, then hell yeah, you're in the tournament. Sure, absolutely. I don't know. I, I think that's what's coming. I think people are going to flex. And you should flex. And if I'm the networks, I want them to flex. I don't want shit, pardon my language. I don't want crappy games in these slots. I don't want liberty in these slots. I just don't. No, I want Alabama. Who do you want? You want 12-0 and Liberty or 9-3 and Alabama? Yeah, I want 9-3 and Alabama if I'm the networks. I'm not talking about fans. I'm talking about networks. What can I sell? I, I, I don't want Liberty versus Michigan. I want Alabama versus Michigan. Send Alabama to Ann Arbor for an on-campus game and let that thing go crazy. Imagine the environment as opposed to Liberty going in there and it's 35-3 to at the end of the second quarter. I have no interest in that. And for the networks, they don't. They don't want that. Give them give them compelling big-name matchups. People like that. And so what if it's Alabama-LSU-2 or Tennessee-Alabama-2 or Ole Miss-LSU for the second time? Who wouldn't have watched Ole Miss and LSU play a second time this year? First time was really awesome. If you said, hey, we're gonna, they're going to do it again in three weeks in Tiger Stadium, I'd have said, sign me up. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm entertained. Well, as you if said, like, the NFL does it three times, and nobody says a word. It's cool. I mean, who would, have, who would have said no to that? Maybe some diehard Ole Miss people would be like, no, nah, let's just leave it the way it is. But the rest of the country, they got that game? You get that game again? So sure. You don't think – I mean, think, think about it from a TV standpoint. How easy would it have been for a TV people five weeks later to promote LSU Ole Miss 2? Hey, let's just show the highlights from LSU Ole Miss 1 on a loop and go, hey, they're going to do it again. And this time, this time it's in a bracket. Look, I get that it was the two behemoths and all that stuff, but do you know how juiced we were for that Alabama-LSU rematch in 2011? I mean, of course. Of course. Two elephants just running into each other, going, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, let's go." Yeah, no, it's it's. This is a no brainer, and I think everyone knows it. And I think the reason it hasn't come out is because everyone's just trying to let's. We're under contract here for the next couple of years, so let's play nice. I think everyone knows there's another paradigm shift coming. And I agree with Pocket Watch here. They can still play D1 teams, and y'all can do whatever, but just have the group of five do a playoff. Here, we'll give y'all twelve or sixteen teams. We'll put that. We'll put that thing in Indianapolis or wherever you want to put it. Have at it. Mm-hmm. We'll play yep. that. Play, play it on Peacock or Paramount or something. Yeah, sure. Sure. There'd be lots of people that would watch it. Well, I mean, yeah. people, 
People like football. I mean, you watch, I'll give you an example. I don't know what they call it now. What used to be the 1AA playoffs? Yeah, FCS. In, in December when the college season was kind of over, we were waiting for the bowls, and all of a sudden there's like, I don't know the names of the teams, but Montana State and somebody playing, and it says, you know, national semifinal on it. You're like, oh, it's a semifinal. <laughs> Sign me the hell up. At that exact same game on September the 30th, you'd have been like, no, nah, man, I'm not, I'm not watching that. I mean, I'm, is there a cooking show on? But they put semifinal on it. You're like, son of a bitch. No, look, you- at, look at this. Hey, hey come on. Dude, look these guys. North Dakota State versus South Dakota. The winner's going to play in the title game. Hell yeah. I mean, oh, we did it for D3. You know, forever would go, oh, Mountain Union. That's the Alabama of D3. Woo, they don't want us. Yeah. I mean, that's, I just think that's where it has to go. And just acknowledge that. Get a TV deal. They'll pay for it. Get your share of the money. The guy on the the guy on the end of the Lakers bench doesn't make as much as LeBron. Yeah, and it is what it is. I mean, it, it, it's it's where we're headed. The SEC and the Big Ten—they're going to there. There's going to be one last chance here to get this thing, whatever. And I think we 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 are we're spiraling. They're just not saying it out loud yet, but you got to feel when they're saying it in every back room possible and every Zoom and everything else that they do in every way at this point to get this thing done. And if and if you're at a room, if you're in a meeting room in Clemson or or, or Chapel Hill, Tallahassee or Charlottesville, you are today going, guys. We we've got to get out. We have to do this. And frankly, if I'm in South Bend, I'm, I've got to have these conversations. Yeah, it's time for them to get in the league. I mean, this has been yeah. huge, and it's been helpful, and it's been all that stuff for them. But, I mean, at this point, it's just where the sport's gone. I mean, either do it or don't. But they're, yeah. they're lucky I mean, you would, hell they're allowed in these meetings as is. Yeah. And if I were the two big leagues, I would look at them and, and put the squeeze on and go, we both want you. You know that. We'd take you in a heartbeat. You'd be a premier team. You'd get premier slots, all that stuff. But if you're going to sit out there by yourself, we're going to start squeezing you out. All right. We will uh, move on. Final couple topics after the break. First, GNM Pharmacy. That's in Oxford. That's on South Lamar, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSaint. Fear prescriptions the same day each month. Take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery. Everything you need when you need it from G&M, also located in Holly Springs with Tyson Drugs. You can give them a call at 662-252-2321. Get the beautiful, healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals so schedule your appointment today take the first step toward a better version of yourself at corinthdental.com are you a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands are you an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify either way andy ludicky can help he owns multiple franchises and businesses he uses his expertise to help others find their american dream through a very thorough and free consultation process so call andy Put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. MyPerfectFranchise.net 
or 404-973-9901. Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails. So much offered at Southern Traditions. Uh, horseback riding offerings from beginner to advanced to being able to compete in nationally recognized competitions. It's also a great venue for corporate outings and more. So get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. I'll have a mailbag up later today. It's brought to you by Art Hayes, Sotheby's International Realty. Are you thinking of making a move? Put the power of Sotheby's International Realty to work for you. As a licensed agent with uh, Sotheby's International Realty and a supporter of all things Ole Miss, Art can help you buy or sell in your hometown or anywhere in the world at no charge to you. Seriously. So call and ask Art how 612-805-5929 or email him at Arthur, A-R-T-H-U-R dot Hayes, H-A-Y-S at lakesmn.com. Saw where uh, the MLBPA is still trying to get a uniform change for the start of the Major League Baseball season. And it appears that at least there's some conversations happening in that way. MLBPA Executive Director Tony Clark says that he is speaking to, quote, requisite parties to see what can be done before the season begins. I mean, just a dumb train wreck that shouldn't have ever happened. And if you're Nike, you got to fix it. You can't, you, you, you can't go into the season with the players across the board bitching about the uniforms and then tell fans, hey, drop $169 on one of these jerseys that the players hate. It didn't work. It was, you tried something, it didn't work. The players hate it. It's pretty unanimous. Go back to what, go back to what you were doing. You invested in spring training? Invested? No. Will I turn it on some? Sure. It's baseball. Okay. I like baseball. I mean, I'll turn it on and watch baseball. I, I, what I'm invested in right now is the videos of catchers uh-huh. and like Spencer Strider yesterday. I, I don't know how you hit that. I, I, honestly, I don't know how. I don't know how you don't develop severe mental illness as a major league hitter. It has the exact same tunnel, the same arm angle, the same release, and it gets halfway to the plate and then goes in exactly opposite directions. And you go, ah, okay. And so you're this guy who, since you were six years old, has been the best player on the team all the way through high school, travel ball. You went to some college at LSU or Ole Miss or Georgia or something, and you. Literally, were just dominant. You were all SEC, and everybody's like, beast, he's a beast. And all of a sudden, you're missing pitches by five feet. I don't know how you, I don't know how you go back to the dugout without going, you know, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I, my, my career's over. I'm finished. And you face that all the time, and then by the time you see him a third time, you're like, okay, can we, I figured this out a little bit. Now they bring in some cat out of the bullpen who's throwing 101 and has this wicked slider that, I don't know how you maintain, and I realize you're a great athlete, so you're a very confident person, but I would think that your confidence, even as a major leaguer, and I'm being totally serious right now, I would, if I'm a baseball team, I'm hiring a sports psychologist for hitters only. (laughs) I don't know how you hit that shit. I don't, I I don't know how you hit it. I mean, I was watching the Yamamoto thing. He's going to make elite, great hitters miss pitches by six feet. Six, he's going to make major league studs, great, 
great hitters, people who get paid a lot of money to put on a, a, a uniform and to carry a wooden bat up to the plate. He is going to make them look foolish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hard it is to make those guys look foolish. I, I, it's incredible. The, the, way, the way pitching has developed is incredible. It leads to some of the injuries and stuff because guys are throwing so hard and they're putting so much torque on their body and their arms and stuff, but it's incredible. Yeah, Spencer Strider has a curveball now, so everything else he's now throwing a throwing a, throwing a curveball too. So, and he's he's incredible. Like, look at the kind of shape he's in, and all those guys that just—I don't know how you because you, you literally can't hit that if you're not looking for it. Uh, Ole Miss again, home opener four o'clock today. Arkansas State, the Red Wolves. I don't know where they're picking the Sun Belt, but they uh, they've been successful to this point of the season. They've outscored opponents forty three to nine after a three game sweep of Omaha, and then uh, a win against Arkansas Pine Bluff on Tuesday. Prior to the Rebels, they are TBA. They have not announced the starter, as I said in the opening. Mason Morris will get the start for the Rebels. He uh, threw two point two scoreless innings on Friday in release at Hawaii, give up one hit, one hit batter, one walk, three strikeouts to 33 of 54 pitches for strikes in that one. So home opener, four o'clock today. Looks like pretty good weather. Looks like it's pretty warm today in the 70s in the mid afternoon. 70, 71 is the high today here in uh, in Oxford. So pretty good the rest of the week. Again, we're talking about Saturday. Uh, I think that Saturday game starting at noon is going to be somewhere around in the 60s, mid 60s, high 60s. As that game uh, plays out there against uh, High Point. First time I will probably see High Point play baseball, I believe. I do not think I've seen them. Uh, it's one thing when you cover baseball for 19 years, you see a lot of random teams. Like I've seen a lot of different schools play a, ba- a sporting event over uh, the course of, of, of 19 years. It's like, yeah, Oakland. Yeah, I've seen them play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Not, yeah Indiana State, three or four times. Yeah. See yep. the Sycamores. So it's all good. So you got Iowa, though. You're probably a little excited about that one. I have never seen Iowa play a sporting event in person. That is true. I don't think. If so, I, I don't recall it. I don't think that's the case. So I think this is the first time for, for Iowa. For Iowa. Got Maryland for the first time last year. Yeah. The Friday night starter for Iowa, I know we talked about it the other day. It's a pretty interesting story. I mean. Yeah, Brady Breck. Yeah. There's a, there's a certain Nuke Lelouch to him. Throws it hard. 101's getting it up there now. I mean, he he throws it on the It's going. That's moving. That's moving. Yeah, New Jersey Tech back in the day, New York Tech back in the day. Ole Miss used to do that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've seen a really weird amount of Purdue. Ole Miss has played them several times. I've, I've seen a lot of Boilermakers over the years. For I don't know what the connection or whatnot is to that, but either way. Uh, anyway, 4 o'clock. Today, Arkansas State and the uh, the Rebels in that one. Story up at rebelgrove.com on the back end of Ole Miss's bullpen, which was overshadowed by a lot of the negative stuff from the uh, from the weekend, but it was not bad. There was some opportunity and some possibility there with the back end of their bullpen. So we'll see where that heads as the uh, rest of the week plays out. And uh, again, high point Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So I hope all of you have a, a wonderful day. And we will talk to you again tomorrow morning with Jeffrey Wright, his weekly appearance, and then recapping Ole Miss and Mississippi State tonight, 8 o'clock from Humphrey Coliseum on ESPN2. Take care, and we'll talk to you then.